Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dumb and Dumbest Podcast, the music industry podcast where everything is terrible and the house is on fire, hosted by the wonderful, glorious, and most triumphant Ghost Cult Magazine. I'm Matt Bacon, here with my beautiful co-host, as always, Curtis Dewar. Hello. And our guest of Does It Doom fame, Steve Reese. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me. How are you doing? I'm doing great tonight. How about you? Taking care. So... You've got a very interesting internet presence. How would you describe what you do within the doom metal community? Yeah, so I basically, I guess my, my deal is that I teach lessons and do gear demos um, related to sort of doom and stoner metal and stoner rock and sludge metal and, you know, maybe even drone, just the, the you know, the large umbrella that is doom metal. Um, I focus, I run a YouTube channel called Does It Doom, where we focus on guitar lessons and gear demos, you know, focused on that genre. So give us like comic book one, like how did this start? What's the, what's the origin story? So, you know, I've been, I've been playing this type of music for a long time, you know, since I'm I'm 36 and I started playing it maybe when I was about 15. Um, you know, always sort of, you know, started out in the punk stuff and transitioned into the doom stuff and into, you know, really the Sabbath stuff is what drew me into everything and sort of got me to exposed to, you know, bands like Pentagram or Sleep and Electric Wizard and stuff like that. Um, and so I played that stuff for a long time, you know, just sort of fiddling around, you know, I never did like, I've been in a couple bands, but nothing ultra serious. I've never toured or anything. Um, and sort of over the years, even like digging deeper into the Sabbath stuff, started to dig into um, blues and really spent a lot of time studying the blues in depth and, and learning music theory. Um, and all the while sort of really into gear, guitars and gear and kind of collecting lots of different stuff. Um, and then sort of over time, I decided that I wanted to do this, you know, I guess just start a YouTube channel. I don't know. Just start a YouTube channel, post some videos. Um, and posted some really bad videos for like several years uh, that are still there. You know, I didn't take anything down. It just almost like started out almost more like blues focused. I was really in that in that group, which, which um, you know, I kind of arrived at through Iomi, you know, the Tony Iomi thing. I just sort of realized, oh, wait, he was a blues guitarist. I want to understand, you know, why do his solos sound, sound better to me than, than most other guitar players? Um, I don't know. I just like that Sabbath sound. It sort of, sort of dug into that. Um, and then, so started the YouTube channel, messed around with that for a while. And then was like, Oh, I, you know, maybe I'll start an Instagram account focused on guitars and gear and talk about some blues and maybe some doom stuff. Um, and just kind of go from there. And, and sort of, as I got rolling with the Instagram account, you know, the YouTube channel was sort of inactive and just sort of sitting there. Uh, in the background and I hadn't posted to it I, I would maybe throw up a video every couple months or something just a poorly shot cell phone video usually no talking at all occasionally mm-hmm. though um, and, and you know so that just sat and I started building this sort of Instagram account um, and sort of started realizing that I was gaining a lot more traction if I talked about the doom and, and, and sort of you know sort of my roots stuff more so than the blue stuff I feel like the blue stuff was really saturated um, on that platform and a lot of people doing lessons and demos and and sort of having pages that were um you know already well established and and uh you know i noticed when i would post about the doom sort of stuff uh that i would get more interest and more traction and i had a lot of cool guitars and amps and stuff sort of related to that genre because i Mm -hmm. love them so much 
Um, and, and so that started going and I started moving down the line and realizing like, okay, I've got this going. I'm getting some people to follow, you know, I don't know if I hit a thousand followers, probably not even probably 500, 800, you know, just kind of, kind of slow going, you know? Um, and I realized like, what am I doing? I'm not adding any value. I'm not really giving anybody anything that really entices them. Like, okay, that's a cool picture of a guitar. Um, but it's really not valuable to anyone if you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. uh, so I really started to think, well, what if, you know, I'd spent a lot of time learning blues from these really good online instructors, you know, who were really producing a really cool product, I thought, in terms of a lesson, like how they taught it, and usually a pay service, to be honest. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I just thought, well, what if I start doing some Doom lessons uh, that sort of are delivering the content in that style? So, you know, I'll talk sure. a bit. I'll talk about theory. I'll, I'll study tons of live footage to make sure I get the riffs like as close to possible, as close to correct as possible. You know, with the way YouTube is, you can just learn songs like never before, in my opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. You just go and watch the dude play it from like 18 different shows and a hundred different angles. You know, it's just, uh, it's incredible. So I started doing that and, you know, start just, just really thinking in my head, like, okay, people love sleep. People, you know, people love Matt Pike, High on Fire. I'm just going to dig in and do like a bunch of sleep lessons like that and just see what happens, you know, like give people something valuable that they might uh, yeah. come back or enjoy or, or maybe not be able to get elsewhere. Um, and so I started doing that and started gaining some traction. You know, people were like, wow, this is cool. Uh, getting lots of, of positive sort of positive feedback and reinforcement. Hey dude, I love this. Please keep doing it. Love what you do. You know? um, really motivating me to, to kind of keep going with it. Um, and so as I sort of progressed, I started to, um, you know, started to dive out into a few different artists and then started to think, well, I got all this cool gear. Maybe, you know, I look within the stoner doom metal genre and I don't see a lot of really great, well done gear demos, like in terms of somebody who really understands the genre, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. maybe really great, great guys who totally understand it, know exactly what's going on, but they'll just put a pedal on the floor and kind of play it, you know? Yeah. Um, and again, I wanted to produce a more professional sort of product um, for the, this niche group of people uh, who I thought had a, you know, a pretty significant and passionate interest in that sort of thing. And as I've kept going with it, I've just kept kind of alternating gear demos, lessons, uh, trying not to do too much of either because I love doing both. Um, and yeah. as I've come forward, it's been, you know, I've, I've, it's really resonated with me, like providing something valuable for people, something that focuses on their needs and not so much just mine, you know, but, but really giving people something that, that they will get excited about and come back for and interact with and engage with. Um, and then, uh, like I said, so YouTube's kind of, my, it kind of shifted from Instagram being the thing to, to YouTube really being the thing and then using Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and, you know, even like Reddit and whatnot to sort of promote the YouTube channel. And, yeah. um, so that's comic book number one. So there's uh, that was incredibly valuable. Um, I think for anyone listening, like pay fucking attention. <laughs> like Steve's a smart fucking guy. Um, <laughs> but but like the thing, there's a couple things. So what kind of got me? I'm a guitar player. Um, you know, starting out in metal as a kid, like many of us do. Yes. Um, you know, but really. For the last four, holy fuck, for the last five year, years, and really even almost for the last decade, 
I've been pretty much exclusively a jazz and classical player, right? Right. That being said, before that, I was very into what you were talking about, the the online blues websites, you know? Yeah. Where it's, so when you, you know, so obviously my needs as a musician are serviced very differently now. But like when I, when I saw that, just as like someone who's a nerd about marketing, yeah, I was just really fascinated by what you were doing because I, I immediately got like, what I think is cool with it is that most people in this space, because like what I, you know, Doom Metal has a slightly older fan base. Yeah. Most people in this space know their way around an instrument. Yeah. Um, and they know, they know what those blues sites look like. So right. was that like a goal from you from the get was to basically emulate kind of the, the boutique guitar virtuoso sites? I mean, sort of like my, so my favorite site, and I don't mind mentioning it, is learningguitarnow.com. Um, sure. Sure, sure. A guy named John Tuggle, he teaches blues, he teaches slide. He's an incredible musician. I feel like he's been in the game for uh, over a decade um, in the like lesson delivery and sort of evolved with the evolution of the internet. And um, really his product, and you know, I just, I just really liked the way he delivered content. He talked about theory. You know, he's got so much content. It's just massive, you know. He does. He's, yeah, it's nuts. So you, you're, you know him. So that's cool, right? Like, he's awesome, I think. Um, and so I kind of tried to, like, cop his style uh, knowingly. You know, I'm still a member of his, of his uh, website, uh, one of his um, All Access Pass members or whatever. And um, he's been really cool about helping me along and giving me tips here as I got started. You know, because I guess, like, we're not really competition with each other. You know, it's like just too totally typically anyways like i guess there's guys like you and me who like it like both um well but, but the, been, go ahead i mean the thing is i feel like you're servicing more of a hobby space than you are really like a guitar education space right you know like like, like i'm not going i'm going to does it doom to learn how to play a wind hand song i'm not going to does it doom because i want to learn how to play a hungarian scale yeah, yeah, right, hundred percent, hundred percent. You know what I mean? Although I'm sure you could teach us that, that doesn't seem to be what you want to do. No, I mean I want to teach because I, I want to teach what I would have wanted to learn. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you want to learn the the Hungarian minor scale, you can go. You could just go on YouTube and type it in, and it'll be there in a million different forms. I would think. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so my goal is really to deliver these songs like. You, you go on Ultimate Guitar and try and look up tabs for any of this stuff. A, it's probably not there. B, if it is there, it's probably like in some weird wrong tuning. Um, you know, no, like, no offense. I, I, those guys, I appreciate anybody who takes the time to upload a tab like that. But, you know, my thing is really trying to study live footage, play the song correctly in the correct tuning as the band played it. You know, and like you're saying, like just hobbyist kind of thing, show up. Uh, learn a song that they they really like learn it correctly and maybe I'll sprinkle some theory in along the way to kind of educate people a little bit of what I know and I'm no you know I don't know music theory I'm sure if you know jazz really well you know theory better than I do um, but you just need a little bit you know you don't need a whole lot to really start to especially in doom like once you start to see those things I joke with people that you like you can't unsee them like Absolutely. it's just it's so the commonalities amongst the songs amongst the bands um are just it's staggering well yeah yeah and it's and that's what i try to deliver with the song lessons at least oh absolutely and i think having someone like that like i remember seeing guthrie govin when i was 15 and like i remember that night just being like oh oh that's how you play guitar okay 
Yeah. <laughs> it's a big deal. I think, I think really understanding what you're doing, you know, just in terms of the basics, like just the basic interval theory, why certain things happen, why you just see certain things in these songs within the genre over and over and over, like why it works. I feel like as a kid, you know, I had no idea. We're just fumbling around on the neck and, and just trying to make riffs that sound cool, you know? Absolutely. So I have a question about, I, yeah. about just about the YouTube channel or, and how did you grow it from the beginning? Like how, and, and the Instagram, like how, how do you go from get, being like nothing to getting a few thousand followers? Yeah. So, I mean, it, I think, I think a big thing is consistency. I think a big thing is that is like content, you know, they always say content is king, but like truly yeah. um, the production quality isn't even really what's king, you know, it's like the actual content, making something that, that people want to see um, is important, but just, I think, you know, for me, it was a lot of promotion, you know, a lot of, a lot of posting on Instagram, a lot. I think when I started, I was trying to post like four and I wish I still did this, um, but just posting like four times a day on the main page, trying to use the stories. And I, I know, as you guys know, you know, I've, I've, I've seen your pages. We all know um, it's a volume game big time at this point 100%. in time. Like, the more you can post, the better. And, and so, you know, I try to raise awareness. You know, I, it really, when I started gaining traction was when I started, like a lot of people want to start a YouTube channel and they'll post a video yeah. and that's it. Yeah. Like that's it. They'll post a video and that's it. Like I, I went, I joined, you know, I was already a member of the Facebook group. So I would say, Hey guys, I made this video. Maybe you want to check it out. Maybe you don't, I don't know, but here it is. Um, and I would do that on Facebook and I would do that on, um on reddit reddit feeds were great for me um you know i've since been yelled at by some moderators and can't post my posts would rise to the top and sit there forever and i guess they didn't like it but that's hilarious um, so you know posting on reddit brought in traffic posting on all the like multiple facebook groups brought in traffic um you no. know i ran instagram ads i ran uh facebook ads you know just like trying to draw people to the site to like to you know kind of hey say hey this is here it's free you know go check it out um, so how, how do you monetize it then because you just said that you're running you were running ads and stuff so is there no income from it or like are you getting money from ads or i make there... minimal minimal income right now off of it like i i've got my channel's large enough to run adsense ads so you'll yep. see before my videos i run ads right but my but i mean i'm just not making a ton of money off that i make a few bucks a day off instagram ads um so what's or the goal? Off, or off, off, um, off YouTube ads. So right now it's just something I'm doing for free. And yeah, I've, I've just invested in it, if you know what I mean. Okay. Like trying so to build an audience. Yeah. And that's, that's really my only goal at this point is to um, build an audience. And, you know, I run, you know, I have some affiliate marketing going on with, with uh, Amazon where I can sort of list the gear I use. And, you know, you, you got to sell a lot of $25 Behringer pedals to make. Yeah. <laughs> In, a, yeah. in affiliate marketing, you know, but may, I need to get smarter with that stuff and that stuff I'm starting to think better about, <clears throat> you know, so I don't have any major um, monetization strategy at this point. And I have put a little bit of, in, like I said, invested a bit of money into it, but I'm not talking um, a ton of money into running ads, just enough to just kind of keep it, keep it pumping. And, and really, I did that more in the beginning to sort of, you know, kind of spark the flame and kind of get it burning. Yeah. Um, but I still, I mean, I've got an Instagram ad running this week, so it's not like I don't do it anymore. Yeah. Um, but it, it's just, I, I remember, um, 
you know, it's like your organic reach, people complain is down or 30% or whatever, but if you run an ad, people are going to see it, you know, and, and, um, and going, th you know, listening to you guys and watching what you do, I wonder how many bands you guys work with, like actually take advantage of the power of those ads and like are willing to waste that or waste. That's a terrible word, but willing to invest that 30 to $60 in, in running an Instagram ad and doing it, you know, a few times to just sort of put their band in people's faces. Well, because I think it's targeted yeah. is incredible. Well, I think the key, and I talked about this with one of my um, digital marketing mentors, is that Instagram isn't really a sales platform or even a leads platform. Instagram is an awareness platform. Right. Yeah. You know, like I think that, you know, because I've actually thought about, I'm, I've, I've actually thought about this, um, especially because it's been a good couple months at Dropout Media. Like I'm considering like putting $5 behind every single bacon spit and just seeing what happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I think like, but again, I, but it's not going to be a direct sales thing. It's about growing the awareness. Like I think when you run ads, like you've seen this because you run ads, you know, the, um, the, the price per click on Instagram is like three times as high as the price per click on Facebook. But right. a lot more people see it on Instagram. You know, yeah. I, think, like, I think it's the awareness factor. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's how I view it. I'm not selling anything. I'm just trying to build awareness, you know, and drive people to my YouTube channel and drive them to my sites. And, and so that is what I, th I think if you had something to sell, it wouldn't hurt. You know, some of the, sure. some of the guys I talk to who have stuff to sell, I'm like, why aren't you running Instagram ads? Like, I just think it's a good investment. Out of curiosity, what are your long-term goals with Does It Doom? Um, so yeah, I'd like to, it's, it's even unclear for me, you know, it's sort of, this came out of like, you know, I'm starting to gain a lot of traction. I'm getting a lot more interest, um, from a lot of, of companies who make gear reaching out to me to demo their stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm also extremely selective with what I want to do there. Um, yeah. It's not like, uh, you know what I mean? Like uh, there's just no way it's in me to just demo stuff. I don't, I'm not excited about and don't believe in and, or don't think that people want to see within the niche. And, and so I turn away a lot of that stuff, but I, uh, you know, and I just plan, that's just my going to be my approach. Like I just want to do, um, I want to do demos and I, I don't mind working with guys. I'm, you know, I'm excited to work with some of these really cool brands in the niche, but I want to keep it in the niche, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so my long-term goals for monetization, I guess, is just kind of grow the audience, really focus on, on that for now, at least for the first couple of years and uh, just see how, how, how large we can grow it. You know, you, there's some other guys you've seen kind of go through the process um, of going from nothing to something. And I think if you don't sort of worry so much about the, the you know, about the pennies, you know, eventually. I agree. It takes care of itself. But uh, mm -hmm. that's sort of just how I feel. You know, it gr kind of grew out of nothing. Well, you have and to lead with quality content. It's simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely agree. Now, I'm not sure if this was a joke, but when we started, you said you were turning off the studio lights. Have you invested in like a, a video setup? Um, eh, is it invested? It's very cheap, right? So I, so you can do a lot with very little and I still don't have like, I don't know if my, my videos come off as having good quality or not. Um, but I mean, I think they're, they're within the niche. They're better than average. I would agree. You know? So yeah, I've got some $50 softbox lights. Um, a pair of them are 50 bucks on Amazon. So like, for, and lots of people reach out to me and say they want to start a YouTube channel or what can I do? Blah, blah, blah. And you know, the first thing I say is like, get some lights because they're 50 bucks and they're going to take your, whatever camera you have 
whether I, I do all of my videos on an iPhone. Yeah. You know, an iPhone turned sideways on a tripod and um, with, a, with a device called an iRig that, that runs my audio so that, um, you know, I can mic up. I always mic up and uh, I've got the, you know, running, I run, I record the guitars properly, you know, I have good lighting. So it's just like kind of getting that audio, video, lighting situation under wraps, which I think for, for just lights, it's 50 bucks. Everybody's got a smartphone. You need a mic, um, I think, you know, to up the level of your quality if you're going to do lessons and demos and stuff like that, like most people are, are mic'd. Um, Did you do that with, at the beginning or no, have a mic, mic or was it just through the iPhone? Um, well, it, well, like my first couple of years where the videos are like not very good, it's just me in a room with an iPhone, you know, but it was more of when I, I started to, like I said, like try to, okay, what are these guys in the blues uh, genre making videos that I think are cool? What do I think they're doing, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and sort of they're all running mic'd and they're all recording, miking their guitars or running some sort of like for my lessons, I, I've got this iRig that takes two audio inputs. One is a mic. And the other is a direct audio output from the amp I use, um, you know, so that I can get nice quality. You know, it, that's that's sort of important to me, and I feel like it it presents a much different product than the average, um, even lesson video out there. You know, on YouTube for free, certainly. What um so so what's the number one issue you see people trying to start YouTube channels facing? Um, I think. I think probably not understanding that it's just a long game and how consistent you have to be with it and really how much you have to provide value. Like if I had to say a number one issue, it's that people don't get on camera. You yeah. Know, I yeah. think they don't know, what? Have, say, say that they, again. Don't, they don't get on camera. Oh, I see. Yeah. You know, they just put something on the ground and like demo it. And I've, I, I really had my own kind of eye opening experience with this. It's just, I've got a, a ton of videos, right. And any video where I just, play and don't say anything or it's like a head a chest you know what i'm saying that classic guitar like no head like mm -hmm. just guitar shot just gets way less um likes views engagement than than one where you jump on camera and you talk to people yeah. um and that's just the way it is you know that's on instagram that's on anything i would imagine anytime you're doing some video like this people tend to like cut their head off and i yeah. feel like they're cutting their reach in half by cutting their head off makes it impersonal yeah i i just feel that like from my own posts if i if i take an excerpt from a lesson where i'm you know sort of just playing and which i do you know i just kind of use that content pyramid approach where i'll have some youtube video and i'll cut a bunch of stuff yeah you know carry the cell yeah exactly um uh post on on instagram and it, i'm just saying if it's just like that headless shot it's gonna get just half the views and engagement that a full demo shot with my whole body with my head in it it's going to get yeah straight up and that's that's for sure and and on youtube it's just people not willing to talk you know which is just which is just insecurity. you know it's just again like when i first started this i remember sitting down with a buddy who was into the social media marketing thing and he was like dude you just got to jump in do lessons do the doom thing like this was from day one and i was like ah, i don't know i was really insecure about teaching um, because I wasn't sure how people would take it. You know, it's scary at first. Absolutely. You know, you're like, well, are people going to just hate on me? Is it going to be like, everybody thinks I suck. And, you know, over time you start to just care less and less. But I think that comes with like people lifting you up by liking your content. And really that fear just goes away and you just don't care if dick face 143 says you suck. You know? Yeah. And, and, yeah. Okay. and that, that's, I think, pretty vital is like, 
it's it's the internet no one really gives that much of a shit yeah 100 <laughs> percent. it's just like it's an anonymous person you know it's like i don't know so getting on camera man i just i've heard you got i've heard you talk about it matt for sure um within the last couple of weeks just getting on camera and yeah, being personal and, and and establishing that connection you know um it's just critical it just is like there's youtube channels in the doom genre i feel like they have like tons of awesome content um but their 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 audience and subscriber base is small um and it's just because they've never got on camera and talked to people yeah pretty much 100 percent. and it's yeah and it's just like what are you gonna do you gotta it's interesting i think in kind of the in the very like with doom metal like the tendency is to be very like reclusive and evil yes (laughs) like that's cool bro but also like making money maybe (laughs) for sure you know what i mean like without sounding like a dick it's just like sometimes you gotta it's just if you want to grow on these platforms i just feel like it's necessary like if you want to be taken serious you want to it's like all it's it's social media like you know you've got social willing to get in there and talk to people and kind of tell them what you think on things and it's just way easier to connect with people people have a face to connect with and uh, someone they feel they can trust you know i try to be that i try to hope people understand that i'm only doing stuff that i think is cool all the time and it's just kind of i kind of work i kind of um try to engage and interact with the community to understand what they want to see next what bands they might want to see what sort of gear demos they might want to see and i let i use instagram for a ton of that to kind of let me help drive the direction i'm going to take my content you know because i just want it to be what people want absolutely what okay so here here's kind of a question for you what's a i mean obviously they're all questions for you um, <laughs> what is a band who you didn't expect to be as in demand as they are um i mean i don't like growing up i mean i don't think i ever thought sleep and electric wizard would be what they are today <laughs> <laughs> you know? fair enough I mean, I don't know. It's just like, I'm just like, it, did it get bigger or is it, was it always this big and there was just no internet? You know, I, like that's, I wonder that, you know, but it, it's gotten bigger, right? I mean, no, I mean, I, I had that conversation with Lori from Acid King the other day. Right. <laughs> and she was just like, I don't know what happened, but suddenly I'm really cool online. Yeah. Right. I was like, yeah, <laughs> like, like it's very, it's very strange. It's very strange. Um, but it's awesome. Like it is awesome. It's totally awesome, but it's just not something I ever saw, you know, like what I'd thought like, like 10, 15 years ago that I could make a YouTube channel about doom metal and there would actually be people who would come watch it. Like, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. That's a bit of a, that's a bit of a crazy one. Yeah. No, I mean, um, way to go, but, but it is true. It's funny. It's just the internet has made so much possible that was never possible before. Yeah. So Point being, at uh, okay, we still have some time. Good, um, Curtis, what you were about to ask a question, uh, and I just totally lost my train of thought because he said something completely interesting about sleep and electric wizard. So I've totally forgotten my next question. What do you think draws people to this type of music, Steve? Um, I just think it's the vibe, you know, the whole thing, the the imagery, but the vibe. Um, to me, it's always been the riffs and the loud amps. You know, there's just something very um, primal about that. And, um, you know, I, I just think the makeup of the, of the songs and really it's, it's, it's blown up and, and morphed and changed so much 
over the years, right? And there's so many sort of subgenres even within the genre. Um, you know, and it, it's kind of evolving all the time. But I, I do think at the end of the day, it's that sort of that, that feel that's consistent throughout. Um, mm -hmm. at least that's well, what I, I remember my question now, um, which was, have you ever thought about syndicating out your YouTube videos, like getting like a site to host them or to grow your reach more? Or you just want to keep it yourself? I have, you know, and I've thought, you know, I've thought of all sorts of different things that I could do. I've had people be like, man, put them on DVD and just sell them. You know, I'd buy one so that I That's can watch idea. it wherever, um, you know, but like um, at this time, I'm just, like I said, I'm just kind of, just kind of doing it like without any like necessary, I'm just trying to grow the audience, but there is, there are, you know, things that, you know, could I do a Patreon? I probably could, you know, would it be worth it? Like I have, I work full time, you know, I, I shoot these things uh, late at night. And so I only can do basically one a week. So it's just like, you know, if I started a Patreon and, and then I'm just limiting what I can provide for everyone and that doesn't feel good to me. So, you know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. yeah. How long, Go ahead. Um, how much time? Do you, so, so this is very important to me. Before, as we wrap up, because um, we have eight minutes left, apparently. How much time do you dedicate a week to a creating the content and b um, a creating the content and b sort of uh, focusing on developing your Instagram presence? Right. Right. So. Um... Yeah, sort of uh, like supporting the main content, right? So the main content itself, you know, depending on a lesson or a demo, generally a demo takes me less time than a lesson. Sure. But, uh, I would say that they both are pretty close, you know, from the thing with the lesson and a demo, though, I'm learning riffs throughout the week, and that takes a couple hours um, to just get the riffs down that I want to use if it's a demo or learn a whole song in full is more difficult, right? But um, that's going to take a few hours. And then the actual process of filming, uh, Filming, you know, filming, editing, and then finally posting is, is a long process, probably five, five hours per video to, um, to just set up, shoot, you know, upload, edit, and then kind of piece it all together, export and upload. It's like five or six hours kind of thing. Right. Um, and then on top of that, with all the just interaction with the community and then kind of promoting things like it's always going to be a big day for me i know like i finish the video at night and it's sort of ready to go in the queue for tomorrow in the and i usually put them out around noon on like a thursday friday or saturday sometimes even monday um but i know the next day is going to be a lot of just promoting and pushing it in different on different platforms and then communicating with people and kind of discussing what they what they think um but but there's just a lot there is a lot that goes on aside from the actual content creation, you know, at least as much time. Yeah. At least much. Just, I answer every comment on every, unless it's a, unless it's someone being a dick. And even then I answer more often than not, but like I basically answer anybody who wants to talk, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say something usually. Um, so there's just a lot of communicating in various ways on DM, on posts and YouTube, on Reddit, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, you know, it's just, uh, just staying on top of everything and talking to everybody and, and kind of getting direction for where to go next. Yeah. So there's like so many other directions I want to go into this with you. Like I'm very curious about Reddit. I'm very curious about other ways you've developed this pretty remarkable brand. Um, however, we are running out of time. So um, what, as, as we wrap up, uh, what explicitly do you want to plug? 
Yeah, so I'd say for anybody listening, if you want to check it out, my name is Steve Reese, and I run Does It Doom on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, uh, and Twitter, and under that same handle. And so just come check it out. Um, I have a pedal that I did with with Fuzzlord Effects um, that we released called the Riffmaster OC44, which is a, uh, a Riffmaster treble booster pedal. Um, a Riffmaster. It's a Range Master, sort of a variable... Um, variable FAC range master we built, which was awesome and sold out in like a couple minutes and we're building another batch. So um, that should be coming out real soon, but that was awesome. super fun. And uh, I really appreciate you guys having me on here. It was really fun to chat about all this stuff. Absolutely. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been really an honor. It was really cool to kind of get to pick your brain. Um, I agree. This has been Dumb and Dumbest. Thank you for listening. Are we done yet? Everything is terrible and the high